0: Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 151 of the Xbox and 10 Podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. xboxin 10com no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxand10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week, or DLC, was back for Blood Tunnels of Terror. The games coming out this week include Winter Ember, Liberated Enhanced Edition, Katana, Orbit.Industries, LaMote, The Master Mote Chronicles, Anucard, MotoGP22, Galactic Wars EX, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Monster Trucks Expansion, Lit, Ben the Light, Ganru 2, Mokoko X, and Ao the Clown. An update for Xbox Game Pass, coming on April 28th, we can play Bug Snacks on Game Pass and PC Game Pass. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have 6 to cover this week. Number 1, Halo Master Chief Collection adds cross-platform co-op. Tom Phillips at Eurogamer writes, A new update for Halo the Master Chief Collection has added experimental cross-platform co-op for both Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST. The feature will let anyone on PC, Xbox One, or Xbox Series X and S play these games, campaigns cooperatively online together. In patch notes, developer 343 Industries said the cross-platform play had been tested internally, though the company now needed quote, additional insight from real players with different networking setups, end quote. If you experience issues, you're encouraged to report them to 343 so they can improve the feature further. Other changes included in the patch include improvements to ODST Firefight and Floodfight, custom game browser tweaks including a new quick match option, fresh skulls for Halo 2, 3, and ODST, new medals in Halo 3, mod tools for ODST, and dozens more general bug fixes. It's a little surprising to see 343 going to the effort of adding campaign co-op to Halo 3 and ODST now, but perhaps this is a precursor to work for Infinite? Halo Infinite's second season, Lone Wolf, is set to arrive on May 3rd, and will contain new maps, modes, themed limited time events, and a fresh battle pass. It won't, however, contain Infinite's long-awaited campaign co-op and forge modes. I thought this was really cool. Continuing to build on games that came out so very long ago, clearly seems to be a testbed for Infinite, which is going to be good, make sure you get Infinite right, but cool for people that still love the Halo games and adding so much new content for them, considering the games are so damn old. Number two, Overwatch 2 Sojourn Gameplay Weapon and Abilities Revealed. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Blizzard has shown gameplay and broken down the abilities of Overwatch's two new hero, Sojourn. Revealed in a blog post on the Overwatch website, Sojourn's arsenal is headlined by a massive railgun that makes her an ideal mid-range character. It fires rapid projectiles that generate energy upon hitting enemies which is then used to power a much stronger blast that acts as Sojourn's secondary. The Railgun, though a fairly simple weapon, therefore scales with player skill as accuracy directly affects secondary damage. Quote, we wanted to make a mid-range hero that rewards accuracy, but it's still fun to make it for varying levels of skill and gameplay, end quote, said senior hero designer Josh Naw. Another ability is the Disruptor Shot, an AOE attack that ensnares enemies, eats away their health, and then was designed in tandem with a secondary attack as it allows an easier shot. Sidorin also has a lot of mobility thanks to a rocket-powered side that can be cancelled into a high jump to quickly reposition her. Quote, we want to add a vertical element to her kit to enable her to quickly access high ground vantage points and help solidify her role as a mobile damage hero. End quote, no said. Finally, her ultimate ability is Overclock which automatically charges the railgun's energy for a short period of time and allows her shots to pierce multiple enemies if the player is accurate enough. While that's all of Sojourn's gameplay details, Blizzard also recently unveiled her Soldier 76 Entwined Origin story. She's so far the only new character confirmed for Overwatch 2, but all 32 characters from the first game will be playable in the sequel. Players with access to the first PC closed beta test can test her out on April 26th, and though Blizzard has not confirmed a release date for the game's official launch, it has said the PvP and PvE modes will arrive separately. More for Overwatch 2 as we finally approached the closed beta. It's going to be interesting to see and hear what people think of this game. Clearly this game shouldn't have been made, they should have continued to heavily supported Overwatch, making that a platform, but this was in the old, worse Activision days, not that we're in the better Activision days, so let's see what this becomes. Number 3, CD Projekt Red Talks 2022 Projects, The Molasses Flood Working on an Existing IP. John Carson at Game Informer writes, Yesterday CD Projekt Red held a presentation wrapping up the 2021 fiscal year, boasting new sales totals for The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077 franchises. Included in the slide deck is a full page summary of what the company is set to work on in 2022, some of which we knew already but has some information to be gleaned from it. This is the slide from the presentation, Production Plans for 2022, Development Work on Cyberpunk 2077 Expansion, Development Work on a new Witcher game based on Unreal Engine 5, Further Support for Cyberpunk 2077, Development work on the next gen version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Development work at the Molasses Flood on an unannounced project based off one of our franchises. Launch of a spin-off to Gwent The Witcher Card Game. Further support for Gwent The Witcher Card Game and The Witcher Monster Slayer. Conceptual and research work on unannounced projects. The first few items on the 2022 to-do list are things we already knew. A Cyberpunk 2077 project expansion is in the works and will be in development this year, but it won't see the bright lights of Night City until releases in 2023, as was announced on the CDPR Twitter account and in the same earnings call. Also the Witcher series is getting a new entry and a new engine in Unreal 5, and the studio will continue to work on improving Cyberpunk, no surprises there. CDPR had already announced this week that it would be taking on the development of the new generation upgrade of the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, taking collaborator Saber Interactive off the porting job. What wasn't known is the project The Molasses Flood is working on, and while we don't have a complete picture, things have become a bit clearer. According to the earnings call presentation, the newly acquired Boston-based studio behind The Flame and the Flood is tackling a project within one of CD Projekt Red's existing IPs. We'll report on what the game is as more information comes to light. So some key things came out of this. Obviously we knew they were working on the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion, but it's interesting to see that they're taking development off of Saber Interactive who is making the next-gen upgrade of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Not sure what's going on there, maybe engine related problems with the red engine, who knows. And maybe that's why they want to switch off to Unreal Engine 5 for the new Witcher game. For those still loyal to CD Projekt Red, must be some good news for you in here, but I know others who were turned off by Cyberpunk 2077, must be left without excitement but the wait and see approach. Number 4, No Man's Sky Outlaws Update Adds Space Pirates Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Space Pirates are coming to No Man's Sky today with the Outlaws Update. Developer Games announced that with the previous Sentinels update focused on ground combat, Outlaws will overhaul space combat and add other new features. These are headlined by the introduction of a pirate underworld that lets players embody Han Solo in a new rebellion and smuggling missions. Outlaws have taken over space stations across the galaxy and turned them into dangerous lawless places where players can purchase illegal goods and smuggle them out for a considerable cash reward. The update also adds the speedy solar starship, the first new ship type in more than two years and for players worried about giving up a previous vessel to make room, the number of ships a player can own has increased from 6 to 9. Players can also hire their own squadron of wingmen with the squadron's feature, and are encouraged to build their perfect fleet of ships and pilots which all have different upgradable abilities. Hello Games has promised more speed and excitement in space combat overall with improved handling and visual effects. Enemy starships now have shields, while the player's weapon selection has been broadened with new secondary effects, such as being able to slow enemy engines or disable shield systems. Ship vs. Ship combat can also now occur within a planet's atmosphere, and players can raid player settlements. For those who struggle with space combat, Hellgame said accessibility has been significantly improved thanks to a new auto follow mode. Outlaws arrived two months after Sentinels and is the 20th major update to No Man's Sky since it launched in 2016. Despite six years of post launch content, game creator Sean Murray told IGN that No Man's Sky isn't finished by a long shot. What a crazy story this game has become. It looks cooler and cooler every time I see screenshots or videos from these different updates. But I just don't know if I could give it a chance. I tried once for a couple hours, it didn't do anything for me, and I'm still so burned by the reveal. I was so excited at the idea of this game with what they promised, which was all a lie, but it seems like they're finally getting closer and closer to that original vision. Number 5. Certain Affinity Entrusted to further evolve Halo Infinite in new and exciting ways. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Certain Affinity, a support studio that's worked on numerous Halo games in the past, has announced its, quote, deepening, end quote, its relationship with three further industries and will be assisting the developer with, quote, further evolving Halo Infinite, end quote. The developer made the announcement over on Twitter. While it says Certain Affinity has been entrusted to evolve the latest installment of the Halo franchise in some new and exciting ways, the studio is also hiring for numerous positions in all disciplines across its Austin and Toronto offices. Certain Affinity announced it was working on Halo Infinite back in 2020. It has worked with Microsoft on the Halo franchise for years now, so it's not too much of a surprise to see the studio further its relationship with 343 on Infinite. Earlier this year, Windows Central said it heard Certain Infinity is working on a new multiplayer mode for Halo Infinite that is designed to be more welcoming to newcomers of the series. Rumblings on the internet suggest it could be a battle royale mode, though this hasn't been confirmed. It's also believed that Certain Infinity is working on a Monster Hunter style game that will be exclusive to the Xbox platform seeing this story and looking at the numerous rumors and tweets from people online it seems like everyone's hinting that this is indeed the halo battle royale and i'm just gonna put all my eggs in that basket because i so badly want this i think there's such potential with this franchise for battle royale as an optional mode which it obviously would be with the great multiplayer suite halo already has so let's hope that that is the case number six kingdom hearts 4 and kingdom hearts missing link announced at the series 20th anniversary event Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Kingdom Hearts 4 and Kingdom Hearts Missing Link were officially announced at the series' 20th anniversary event. While no platforms or at least a window for Kingdom Hearts 4 was revealed, we do get a glimpse of Sora in the new world of Quadratom, a quick look at gameplay and an ending tease complete with Donald and Goofy. The footage we were given shows an art style that very much resembles the previous games, but it has a much more realistic look this time around. Square Enix also has confirmed that the game is early in development, so the wait may be a tough one. So, not much more to say on this, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, I never personally understood the franchise, it seems so bizarre, but I know there is definitely a very hardcore fanbase out there, so for those, I'm sure you'll be excited, but I'm sure we're going to be hearing about this game, every single year, for many years, if history is to repeat itself. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, so let's talk some Halo, given the rumors of the Battle Royale, and the new campaign co-op for PC and cross-platform play on console. Credit to Lance Carterly at GameSpot for a story that was written in March of 2019, so almost 3 years ago, let's keep this fact in that context. There were 20 billion campaigns waged. According to Bungie, the game's original developer, from September 2004 to 2010, a ridiculous 20 billion games of Halo were played online. That's the equivalent of more than 2 billion hours of playtime, or 235,000 years. It is no question and no surprise why this game and franchise is as big as it is when you break it down to time like that. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, when I've had time to play, I've continued my journey through Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. What a great game this is. It's fun, if you're a huge Star Wars fan you'll enjoy all the set pieces, the humor in it is perfect, loving my time with it. I beat episode 4, beat episode 5, and I'm working my way through episode 6 before I start the prequels. I also jumped into almost the first complete act of Life is Strange Remastered. I had a sudden urge the other night and I really enjoyed my time with it, I hope I just don't get lost with too many games being played at once. My name is Brandon Rose, you can follow me on xbox at bros93, hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.